0: Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Summit Stuff Experience. This is where I talk with you about exercises, reflections I have, articles I've been reading, and interviews to help you transform your life. A lot of times we get disappointed with the things that have happened or where we are or that we haven't arrived where we thought we would be. And it's great to know ourselves better and how to make those changes if we really don't want to stay stuck. So looking forward to sharing with you today, and let's get started. One of the things that I really love about uh, friends and family and clients who know that I'm really interested in personal development and helping people through their thought process is that they send me articles and they send me videos and things that they're interested in or things that catch their eye. And one of the things that came to me recently was an article from the Wall Street Journal that was published on July 14th. And it talks about this new book. The the author actually is interviewed and it's a new book called The Life-Changing Science of Detecting Bullshit. <laughs> so I really love that. I'm wondering where your BS detector is these days and if you feel like it's uh, the, the meter is full. I know there's been a lot of information just um, politically, culturally, um, even related to the pandemic and health information and news. And you get to talking with people and friends and family and getting their opinions on things. And you never know how much of it is truth, how much of it has a source, what kinds of things people are just coming up with on their own. And so I thought this was really kind of a neat article. I wanted to share it with you. And it was talking about how people tend to give an opinion or they spread BS you know when they feel obligated to have an opinion about something they know little about and when they feel like they aren't going to be challenged on it so you know i can think of times when you know maybe i'm shooting the breeze with some friends from college and we're just sitting around and you know it's easy to just to be us and go on just to keep the conversation going and what i like about The thing that's pointed out here in this article is that BS isn't always a bad thing. It can, you know, create some kind of connection and develop um, just, you know, that camaraderie that I was just referring to. And we do it to facilitate a a social bond, you know, to be likable, to be interesting. And um, I just, I thought that was fun that there was really a positive twist to us kind of going on a riff or sharing our opinion, feeling like it's a fact. Um, But it was interesting, too, that they talked about how people do it unintentionally at times. Um, It's just, you know, that they think that they're not going to be held accountable, and so they kind of say whatever comes to mind. And this reminds me of a professor. I I used to teach at a college, and one of the professors who was kind of like a mentor to me, I remember her saying once there there was a major responsibility in being a teacher and that you can't just go sharing your opinions if you don't have them backed up because people will take what you say as... The truth as the end all be all and I it just really caught me off guard because I don't think a lot of professors and maybe they do, but but a lot of people in the teaching field realize, and nowadays, I mean hello, anybody can have a podcast of a YouTube video you know channel um, everybody can kind of broadcast their own thoughts and sometimes they come across as research, and it was really convicting when that professor said that when I was first starting out learning how to teach at the college level, and it was helpful because it really did help me rein in, if I didn't know an answer, to not just start talking or coming up with something or coming up with stories, but to really say, you know, I'm going to have to get back to you on that. I'm going to need to take a look or, you know, why don't you do a little research and come back to me with with what you find and, and I'll do some research, find what I find. Well, let's just come together and, and see if we can find some truth around this. And sometimes there aren't answers, you know, and sometimes being okay with not having an answer is really important. So I think the other thing that came out too, that I really liked about this article was that is you know bsing with people different from lying and they really clarified that it is different from lying because a liar actually knows and cares about the truth and they're actually trying to kind of detract you get you away from the truth whereas a bser you know when you're shooting the breeze with your friends and you're just kind of throwing opinions out there you don't actually know the truth necessarily you're just kind of it's more about that social connection and so maybe you actually say something that's true but you don't even realize you know that it's true (laughs) or that or you don't realize that it's true and so the idea is that you're not really trying to be deceitful you're just really trying to create connection now now, I'm not saying that's always okay. So say you're with a stranger and you're just getting to meet somebody or I know there's a lot of people who meet on dating apps or even just meetups through online and you get connected to somebody and it, you can VS and and just have a conversation with them. But what's interesting is that when we don't know someone, our critical meter is on a little higher because we don't know if they're agreeable. We tend to hang out with people who are more agreeable with us. And so we tend to believe those people and we can actually be un- un- unwittingly <laughs> um, kind of be a little bit... Um, deceived, not intentionally by our friends and family, but because we just already get along with them. And so we don't think we don't think what their information is, is going to be false. And so what's interesting, again, that comes out of the article is that when people are talking with somebody who maybe they don't know very well, or someone they kind of don't trust, then the meter or the awareness, I guess the awareness level goes up a little higher on questioning the person and being sure that they're like hmm do I really think that and so it comes down to that critical thinking and maybe with those friends and family we don't really put up our critical thinking as much because you know we already know that we agree and so we're going to go with what they say. So I thought what was neat at the very end of the article it it mentions how can we get better at detecting bs in other people? And one of the best ways is just to ask questions. You know, and to really process what the person's saying to get them to clarify and you can actually say it back. Say like, "Okay, so is this what you're saying?" and then you kind of say it back. Um, And then a lot of times they like, oh, they'll kind of backtrack their claim. You've probably had experiences like that. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe they don't know what they're talking about. Um, And then asking them what, asking the question of, you know, what is it that they're saying? So that's kind of what with you repeating back or clarifying what it is actually they're saying, and then another question they say is asking the question, how? Like, how do you know that's true? It's pretty funny. My brother is very much into the details and is very science oriented. He's in the medical profession and he is, he, there's a joke in the family that's like, cite your source. We quote him where he'll say, well, cite your source because he's constantly wanting to know where did you get that information? He's, he's a hypercritical thinker. <laughs> So he wants to know how somebody came to their conclusion and 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 get the the proof of it or the research behind it. Where does that come from and the The great thing with that is that if somebody hasn't thought through how they got their opinion, it might actually give them a reason to consider the evidence. Maybe you're like, oh you you're asking them the question. how did you come up with it?" And they're like, "Well, I guess I just figured because I've seen this happen a couple of times." Well, it's important to know if they're just referring to having witnessed it or experienced it in their life. That's great. That's helpful just like on an emotional level to know how they got this information. But also, if you're going to look at, you know, really the academic way of looking at truth you or or an experience or a pattern, it doesn't really happen off of one or two anecdotal um anecdotal, (laughs) am I saying that right? Experiences, it's really more about having enough people in your sample size, you know, that in your um, to, to determine if there's enough patterns, are there enough people you know, it's kind of like when I first started coaching and counseling with people, you know, it'd be like, Oh, you know, Oh, this one, this has this problem. Oh, okay. This one has a different problem. And then you start seeing after, you know, you've, you've had, you know, hundred appointments or 300 appointments or more, um, you start getting to where you go, Oh, you know what? There's a pattern here. Okay. I see how pretty much when everybody's stuck, there are some basic things going on and there's a process I can take them to. So Like in in my case, I come up with patterns, but not off, not out of one or two or three or even five, but out of hundreds of people, you start seeing patterns, right? So when somebody has an opinion and you ask them, well, how'd you come up with that? And it came, you know, up with a couple examples, that's helpful. That's good to know, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a truth or it's an overall um, thing that is actual, is always going to happen, is repeatable. And then I think the the neat thing too is that the the article concludes with the idea that you don't always have to confront somebody. You don't always have to make sure that you know are they telling the truth or are they not you know you don't you don't need to be the b s police <laughs> um you know you can just help them rethink it by asking the questions like we talked about. Um, you know, clarifying and then asking the question of how how they got the information. And and then also one of the questions too is just have you ever considered any alternatives? You know, is the person really looking at the whole picture of what they're talking about? And so I thought those are really some neat questions that I can take away and hopefully those are helpful to you about how we can BS for... The pleasure and enjoyment and connecting with other people, maintaining those connections, but also how we can address BS in our life and maybe identify it, have our radar on to be able to see when it's happening. And then also how to question it, how to help people be more critically thinking and um, be more open to other perspectives of what that might be, especially in this day. It feels like we've had a lot of tension around... So many issues and definitely I, I work with people who are dealing with that on the home front and the work culture um, all over the place and I think these kind of ideas are helpful for all of us. So anyway, the book was The Life-Changing Science of Detecting Bullshit and the author is Dr. Doctor Petroselli. Let's see. Does he have a first name? I'm sure he does. Hmm. I am not seeing, oh, John, (laughs) there you go, John Petroselli. So if you're interested, he is a social psychologist and professor of psychology, and I bet he is going to have more articles, and he might even have some YouTube stuff I might check out, and if you want more information, I do like to put some of the details in the podcast description, so if you want links to anything, you can always check that out and find more details there. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode and I will see you next time.